Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a firsthand account of all things secondhand and sustainable. This is a podcast about the resale, consignment, vintage, fashion world, and what that means for your closet, what it means for the future of fashion, what it means for our economy, and also what it means for the planet. I am your host, Meredith Feynman, and I am joined by my bestie in the Westie, producer Sarah Lane. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Meredith. How are you today? You know, I am chilling. I turned in my book, Brag Better. Oh my gosh, um, how was that feeling? At first, I felt no different. I just still felt as miserable, but I was no longer staring at my computer. And then 24 hours later, I was just like, a whole new world. Yeah, no um, kidding. So I'm Congratulations. Thanks, boo. And I'm about to spend two weeks of chillaxing in Los Angeles, so I will see you IRL. Yeah, that's going to be great. In fact, right before we started recording, I, I knew Merit was coming to town, but she was like, yeah, you know, we can go to the some of the consignment shops in your neck of the woods because I live in Echo Park, which is there just is a lot of consignment, thrift, vintage, antique. I don't know. It's just one of those neighborhoods. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is really fun. We've been talking about this for like a year now that Mare has to come to town. So I have the nerve to go into all these stores that would overwhelm me otherwise. Yeah, and I've been threatening to drag her to Wasteland for years. So, you know, now I think she'll be okay to it. Um, so today we're talking about a giant industry and a topic we have not touched yet, but something that has touched a lot of our butts, which is athleisure. Uh-huh. Um, so these are like, you know, the Lululemons of the world, right? It's like exactly. stuff to work out in, but that's also cute. And that's a new concept. Like for me, I remember growing up before athleisure, before, you know, Lululemon, before fancy workout gear, before workout became, you know, we've talked about wellness being a signaler of wealth before it became okay to walk around in gym clothes all the time, basically. I remember the height of chic was Sophie shorts. Did you have Sophie shorts, Sarah? I didn't. I don't even know what they are. Oh, they were these dumb little shorts. I think they still exist. And like you try to roll them as many times as you could. So they were like hiked up your tush. And um, they were, you know, $7, but they were extremely cool. And, you know, you had to roll them three times and it was like a whole thing. And then you had juicy track suits, which like you didn't really work out in. I don't think I ever worked out in them. I was too worried for like the plush velour and the hanging J tag. But like, yeah, I feel like more women wore them like 
on their wedding day before they put their dress on and it said bride on the back type thing. It was not to work out in. No, but so, you know, where did athleisure come from? You know, it, it has, it's an enormous industry and I think it's a super interesting one for It Never Gets Old because it is one of the most lucrative secondhand verticals there is, which means that you can buy it for really cheap um, and you can sell it for a bunch. So I'm going to get into that. I want to get into a little bit of the background of athleisure and where it even came from. But, you know, if you're an ING listener, I'm sure at some point you've consumed some part of athleisure, which means that you have purchased a nicer sports bra than you would have before. Or, you know, you thought about getting something from, you know, the big guys like a Lululemon, but everyone now produces fancy workout clothes. Um, you know, whether it's a high-end brand like a Tory Burch has her athletic line to Nike to everyone under the sun to Target having amazing athleisure. It's like totally been democratized and it is something that is a bit of a splurge no matter who you are. Um, I know for me, I, you know, will sometimes splurge on nice workout clothes. It makes me feel like I want to go to the gym. Uh, But it's something that is a huge part of the secondhand world and something that not only you don't think about, but might be one of those lines you might have never considered crossing. Yeah, I, I'm actually more into athleisure than I have been in the past for kind of a funny reason. I've mentioned on the show, oh, once or 1,500 times that I'm really little. And so for a long time, I always wore heels. I mean, not like around the house or anything, but I wore heels to work, you know, going out. It, you know, I could, I could walk for miles in heels, depending on the heel, of course. But, you know, getting a little lift was really important to me. So nobody really saw me anything under about 5'4 on a regular day. Broke my foot a few years ago. And since then, it healed up fine. But uh, heels are no longer something that I can do most of the time. I can only do them a little bit of the time. They're special occasion shoes. And because of that, I've really embraced the kind of athleisure look and gotten a lot more into flat shoes that are cool and comfortable. And a lot of those happen to be athletic sneakers with interesting colors. And it's a whole, you know, it's it's just a lot of fun. That's why I'm ungrailed all the time. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this episode. And we're going to do a whole episode on sneakers. So if you're listening and we're talking about leisure and I'm leaving out sneakers, it's because I am somewhat of a sneakerhead and a fiend for sneakers and I love them so much and I have a lot to say about it and we're going to get real real deep into that and on Grailed and you know other types of sneakers and maybe hear from a couple people uh, in and around the industry but when we talk about athleisure the main thing we think about are yoga pants and I think that's one reason why when I talked about in the, in the denim episode if you heard a couple episodes back how you should always buy secondhand denim I think one of the reasons why it's there's an overstock of it and it's gotten so cheap is many people People have mostly stopped wearing jeans and it's a huge problem for a lot of these denim brands that relied on pumping out this premium denim. Uh, But instead, people are like, you know what? That's kind of uncomfortable. I'm going to wear leggings. And now that there are these fancier leggings that it's now okay to wear them um, walking around, weekend days, sometimes to work. Like on the whole, I would say, and this is very American too, um, we've just gotten to be more casually dressed. I mean, Sarah, you spent a lot of time in San Francisco and you're in LA now. Isn't everyone athleisure all the time? Yes, absolutely. And we're at the height of summer, so it's not like everyone's wearing a lot of uh, you know knee-high boots and baggy sweaters. 
But knee-high boots and baggy sweaters with a cute pair of leggings is like an extremely normal look. I mean, nobody would even blink and be like, oh my gosh, those aren't even real pants. It's the new jean. It's the new cash. Totally. And so because of that, I think that a lot of interesting brands have popped up and I'm going to tell you, you know, how to get them for less and how to make money if you're thinking of getting rid of them or just turning that over. But also, you know, this is serious, serious, serious money. So in 2016, I'm reading from Wikipedia, uh, give money to Wikipedia, uh, the global athleisure sector was valued at over $83 billion, uh, while the U.S. market reported a 16% increase to $44 billion. A 30% growth is also predicted in Asia and in the U.S. by 2020. And analysts at Morgan Stanley believe that global sales may rise to over $350 billion. Wow. It is. It surprises me and it also doesn't surprise me. It wasn't that long ago because I'm I'm kind of a gym rat. I I enjoy I enjoy working out. I like exercise machines. I like being around other people that are working out. I like to see what they're doing. Um, I also like to just run around outside too. But there was a time not that long ago where if somebody was kind of like, ooh, you know, you've got the whole matching outfit, you know, you know, lady and it's like all pink and yellow and it's like a whole outfit that's coordinated the shoes and the whole thing. I'd be like, OK, you're trying a little too hard. We're here to work out. We're not here for a fashion show, you know, because I'm there in like my like sort of yoga pants, sort of sweatpants, sort of running pants and maybe an old T-shirt from a place I used to work and some shoes that still, you know, because it's like you, that, that was that was fine. Now I feel really schlubby if I do that because it has become its own fashion thing. Totally. And if you look at the number of like as streetwear has proliferated, which streetwear will be several different episodes um, as this idea of being more comfortable is okay whether you're working out or not like how many times like first of all the sports bra is like half the battle but like a lot of times you're wearing leggings and you don't end up working out it's just what you're wearing so that's where sort of athleisure really started to bleed into just clothing we wear and you look at like how celebrities are capitalizing on that how many brands are capitalizing on that I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Kardashians anymore. I find them just to be too much all the time. But I do remember when Khloe Kardashian got very serious into fitness. Um, she had a really cool thing, which she did. It. She has a workout clothes closet. And it looks like a different, like, it looks like any other celebrity closet. Like, all the cool pairs of sneakers are lined up. All the yoga pants and, like, outfits are, like, done by color. You know, like, it was really cool looking. And it was like, oh, this is a luxury closet. And that is crazy because what you're talking about is, is what used to be sweatpants and a t-shirt. Yeah, I think athleisure, it's two things to me now. It's at least... If you want to participate in the whole movement of athleisure, it's number one, motivating. I know for me, if I get like a cute new Adidas sports bra and it's got cool straps on the back, you know, you can kind of see them poking out of, you know, my, my racer back uh, tank top. I'm like motivated to wear it and go like run around. At the same time, it's also acceptable to like maybe go to not even that casual of a place for brunch wearing a head-to-toe athleisure outfit and people go like yeah that's a pretty sharp dresser that just did not used to happen and so it's like it's like a double win totally and I think that it is that former reason that it makes you feel like you feel 
you know, a little bit better and like you want to run around that is what this industry is really banking on. I definitely felt the same way as you did, which was that, you know, oh, you know, you're just working out. And then I remember Lululemon came on the scene and I have had a bunch of different Lululemon in my life. I have never bought it firsthand, uh, except one time I bought a pair of like very you know, hundred dollar, whatever leggings they were. And I, I, I did that. But aside from that, I've always bought them secondhand. Um, and this is one of those things. Again, someone was asking me last week, she was saying how much her daughter loved Lululemon. And I said, well, you know, that is the thing that sells best on every resale site. And I want you to know, like a lot of this athleisure stuff is really expensive. Um, when I first saw the prices of Lululemon, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And as a result, I have great athleisure. I have outdoor voices. I have some Lululemon, though I've sold a lot of it. Some awesome, you know, Nike, other like Stella McCartney and does a really great collaboration with Adidas for fun workout clothes. I have never bought any of those firsthand. And um, I'm going to get into sort of what that looks like and how you can find that for yourself. But let's talk about something first, which is the ick factor. Um, I think that's something we've touched on a lot on It Never Gets Old, but like you're potentially sweating in this stuff. Like some people might draw the line, but the truth is, is you can get really expensive, amazing, amazing secondhand athleisure. So Sarah, would you do it? Yeah, and in fact, I have a little bit of experience with this because I'm in the market for new running shoes. You know, you run on shoes for regularly for six months, you got to get new running shoes, right? Because they, they, they break down over time. And so I have been looking around into the secondhand world of shoes. Now, sometimes you get lucky and for some reason, like the tags are still on and the, they're still in the box and whoever has them never wore them. And so it's like, okay, well, it's not even really secondhand. You, you just get a discount. But you also get folks who are like really good condition, I, you know, no odor. Like seriously, once you see the word O-D-O-R, you're like, oh yeah, odor, you know? And they're, you know, they don't look like they've been used. They're not, they're, they're not worn out. And so that does introduce a lot of questions about, oh yeah, a sports bra, you know, eh, it's also hugging your body, but it's something you can throw in the washer. Shoes, not so much. It's a little bit different. Totally. And I think that with, if, if you're listening to It Never Gets Old and you're like, yeah, I have all this great secondhand athleisure, or you're like, wow, I never thought that I could sell my sports bras. The answer is you're good on both. Um, when I decided to sell all of my Lululemon, I did it because I started to work out, like I started to trend back into just like wearing cute, well now they make really cute sweatpants. So trending back into like sort of sweatpants and a sports bra. And I like bought some cute sports bras and I have some fun sweatpants and I was like, I don't need all this Lululemon. The truth is I said it, I've said it a million times. It's never, when you're thinking about selling your clothes, it's not the runway Tom Ford dress from 2014. It is the Lululemon, the Ann Taylor, the Zara, that stuff sells best. And when I decided to sell all my Lululemon, it flew out my door. I did it on Poshmark. Um, and people get kind of finicky, but the truth is, is like people really want this stuff. And again, it is a luxury, a little treat for yourself. And so people will pay for it. Lululemon, it's interesting. They, they got in a lot of trouble 
Since they were one of the first movers in this whole athleisure boom, they came in from Canada um, and set up shop all around the United States. And they tried to bar resellers for a really long time. Now, this was like, they got in trouble in like 2012, maybe. Uh, this was before all these resale sites. This was before a Poshmark. They actually tried to clamp down on all resellers. So if it came up that you were reselling Lululemon on eBay, they were blocking you from being able to access Lululemon.com. And they got in a shit ton of trouble for I it. I mean, it a simple legal. VPN would solve that problem. But I get the point. The point was they did not want this happening. They did not want it being resold. Um, and I've been thinking about that a lot recently because when I do on my Instagram at Meredith Feynman, uh, put up my secondhand outfits, I tag some of the brands and it's really interesting to see which ones engage with me and ones, which ones don't, which is a bigger conversation I want us to have about like what brands are going to do about resellers and what they're going to do about secondhand and how much they're going to accept it in order to like really move forward with this industry. But yes, obviously the biggest thing when buying and selling athleisure is the sweat situation. Uh, it can't be visible. It can't be excessive. You wouldn't want to buy that. And someone wouldn't necessarily want to buy that from you unless it's like $4 or, you know, basically free. So I do remember one time early on when I bought, I found something secondhand Lululemon and it was kind of gross and I just went with it anyway. But, you know, Sarah, we've already discussed that I'm you're a disgusting not, person. You're not so disgusting. You just, you, you have, you have a routine that works for you. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying it. So let's talk about <laughs> buying buying secondhand athleisure. So no matter what kind of brands you're into, I am well-versed in some of them. Again, we've talked a lot about Lululemon, but you have Cora. You have, um, you know, I know what's really hot right now are these um, Morgan Stewart. She was like a rich kid of Beverly Hills. And then she's oh, now yeah, on E! Oh, yeah, I know her. She's on E! News actually, now. Huh. How about that? I actually, I actually really stand her. I think she's funny. Um, but she like has this explosion. One of the things that's exploded are sets, you know, matching sports bra and leggings. And she had this, it was TLA by Morgan Stewart. She partnered with someone to manufacture it and now is like launching her own. Um, you have Cora, you have this, as I said, I love the Stella McCartney. I mean, I'll buy Stella McCartney anything. I love you, Stella McCartney. Please come on the podcast. Uh, your commitment to sustainability is great and your design is amazing. Uh, but she she's had a longstanding um, collaboration with Adidas. There's amazing Nike stuff, like all these different interesting collaborations. And, you know, some things that have come back around, like Champion or Fila, you know, thing that are now like very high end. People really want this stuff. I know. The Champion t-shirts alone, at first I was like, what? Why? You know, they were like, they were sort of like something that you get like at the Dickies store. And it's totally different now. But that's, you know, that's how trends work. I also think... Yeah, the set thing is a big part of this, right? You have so many more color options, you know, and the some of the leggings have, you know, like a mesh area where it's a little sheer and it's almost like, ooh, almost risque, right? But with colors like that, you know, it used to be yoga pants were black because they matched everything. And then whatever you're wearing on top is whatever you're wearing. And your shoes are probably some sort of a neutral that kind of goes with everything. Now I like... I have workout stuff that doesn't match other workout stuff. So if both are clean, I'm not going to wear them together because I look totally weird. So you end up spending more if you're not careful. Totally. And it's like, you know, I was never one of those women that wanted to match her bra and underwear. It was something that just sounded like a lot of work to me. Um, but same idea, except you're wearing them outside. Uh, but it's everywhere. 
It is everywhere on resale. You should not be buying this stuff new um, is the bottom line. It is. So let's talk about sort of online stores. So you can't really get this stuff on like the real real. The higher end stuff has less of these um, types of things we're talking about unless they are very high end um, collaborations or like the Selma McCartney I think is probably on the real real. Uh, but Poshmark has an enormous athleisure section. I mean, like I would probably say the most common thing you can find on the secondhand internet like is a sports bra, is leggings. Like there's so many of them. They now have like trends and seasons. Are people like, oh, I want a new set. You know, I'm sick of these and they're starting to get rid of them. So I would say look everywhere online if you're if there's something you really want that feels expensive and and you want to see if you can find it. I bet you can. I really bet you can. Um, I would say like you kind of have to know how this stuff fits, obviously, because it is stretchy, but it's not that stretchy. And that's just particularly true of sports bras. You know, we all want the girls to be like up and at them so that if you are running like you do, Sarah, which I, I try to avoid running at all costs, um, that it feels comfortable. So you want to like sort of know what the stuff is going to going to feel like. Um, and that's, again, one reason among many that I go to resale stores IRL. But it's this stuff is also lining secondhand stores like if you go into a buffalo exchange or a crossroads like especially the crossroads in new york they have whole huge sections of athleisure and all that stuff has tags on it it's amazing yeah. it, it you you make a good point that being able to try the stuff on in real life you know especially when it comes to sports bras it's like it's like okay, you could buy a bra online and just hope it works out or it's a brand that you already know, but you are really like walking the, walking on the edge, right? Because a bra that doesn't fit well, even if it's all the right numbers and sizes, is just like it's unusable. I have sports bras that I only wear on days where I'm doing stairs and not running because they don't hug enough and it hurts, you know? Or depending on the time of the month, there's a sports bra that used to, either has to be a little bit snugger or a little bit looser. There are all sorts of factors uh, that people who work out a lot, you know, maybe they don't talk about it amongst the, uh, each other, but they definitely know it amongst themselves. Totally. And like, you know, you got to make sure your tots are protected um, and that they feel comfortable. So I think that like that's true as well if you have bigger boobs. Um, you know, you really, it's hard to find sports bras that really hold you up and that feel good and that look good and that you like, you know, a lot of, I look at some of these trendier looking sports bras and I'm like, I don't know who those are just for people without boobs, which is fine. Shout out to, you know, tiny boobs too. Um, but I think that that's an important thing to think about. Obviously, you can ask a lot of questions. You know, I want more pictures. You know, the odor thing, Sarah, that's great. I've noticed that people, especially on Poshmark now, when they list stuff, I haven't even gotten this far into it. But in my own listings, what they'll say, like, pet-free home, smoke-free home. Um, and I'm never really thinking that far down. Because I'm like, oh, I'll put it in the washing machine. It's fine. But people get really serious about that sort of thing. You know, look at the armpits. Look at the, you know, like, all that sort of stuff. Like, just take that into consideration that stuff stains it's really hard to get out um and ask people to measure it for you uh and if you have other stuff of that brand like you can kind of tell how it runs I feel like it all runs very differently like Lululemon runs tiny of the two brands like these days I'm into outdoor voices um which is a very trendy millennial uh sort of this athleisure athletica brand uh, they're like ideas that you're like doing things and like 
this woman, Tyler Haney, who is a very successful entrepreneur, her company's now based out of Austin, and I'm sure that they will end up being a unicorn very soon. I, you know, valued over a billion dollars. Um, like her concept was like, remember PE class? And I was like, I never, ever want to remember PE class again. That's yeah. like uh, wrong yeah. audience. I mean, I like, I, you know, I loved like, <laughs> exercise. I didn't love PE. Everything about PE was the opposite of all that is holy and good about working out. No, I love working out. It makes me feel good. It like clears my brain. It's somewhat meditative, like working out however you do it, whether it's walking, whether it's, you know, interval training, whether it's Pilates, whether it's bar, whether it's dancing around your room, no matter what works for you. But no, PE was like, God, I still remember the smell of that seventh grade locker room. Like I really do. And I had, I mean, again, this was before athleisure. So I guess I had like a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. I don't even know if I had a sports bra just like wedged in there for a month. And like you wouldn't change the clothes. And like, hey, PE was terrible. I did not want to run. I did not want to like do all the stuff they wanted me to do that. Like now I do squats voluntarily. But like, you know, that was back when it was not voluntary. I think that's a huge piece of it is, you know, (laughs) it's voluntary. Well, yeah, again, I mean, that sort of goes back to our point of like you just thought of it as like it's gross it's dirty you look horrible you don't want to be there and now it's like this is an outfit if like a hot dude comes around the corner it's like he might as well be wearing a tux like if his athleisure outfit is on point enough well I could say the same thing about a woman I just probably would notice the guy it's it's like almost fancy yeah everybody looking cute everybody's butt looks cute in good athleisure Men, women, however you identify, your butt probably looks good in this stuff. Uh, so that is basically the selling point. Um, and when I look for, you know, Outdoor Voices is all over Poshmark or eBay or Tradesy, and that's where I find the stuff. Um, and, you know, I like it because it's trendy and I'm a sucker and it's cute. Um, but let's talk a little bit about selling secondhand athleisure because I've done a lot of that. I would say it's more about condition than honestly any other category of stuff you're selling. Um, Just because it's so close to your body, because you sweat in it, because of people's perceptions of like, is this kind of icky? Like condition is everything. And, and buyers, at least this is true. You know, I mostly sell IRL to stores. Um, and that is, they're, they're going to be very stringent on athleisure. Now, if it's a trendy brand like a Lululemon, like an Outdoor Voices, like a Cora, like these, you know, Morgan Stewart sets, like if it's a really cute set, like they're going to, they're going to want to take it with the condition being actually only kind of lesser. They're really strict on sports bras. That has always been a thing. It's really hard to sell sports bras. The ones that I've sold have either been like really cute, trendy Nike ones or like Stella McCartney Adidas ones. They're very difficult to sell for obvious reasons. Um, Leggings are almost, you know, especially if they're a trendy brand, a higher end brand, they're taken in. But like people will really like do a number. People as in buyers, like looking at the ins and outs, looking at like the crotch area, like really, really getting in there. So, you know, a reminder that you don't have to stand there while they're looking through your stuff. But that's something to think about. Now, what if you're selling it online, as I've done as well? And I talked about selling all my Lululemon. So photos matter. Um, I would say that in this scenario, you need to be more careful than selling almost anything else. Uh, Because again, it's all about condition. It's all about how people feel about it. So good lighting on a hanger, iron the stuff. Uh, 
you know, we'll get into an episode on how to list things so that they sell and that they're appealing to people. But especially when you're talking about athleisure and it's not a hype or trendy item anymore, like you really have to sell it. Um, I would say, say pretty hard. And you need to be really upfront about the condition. You need to show people the armpits and people can get really like staunch about it. I remember selling two different Lululemon, um, like they have those sort of like t-shirts, those like moisture wicking t-shirts or whatever. And like one had a teeny tiny hole and one had a teeny tiny stain. And both of them, the people on Poshmark, like opened up cases about it, which means you complain to Poshmark and they basically judge whether or not like you, they that, that person, that customer can send it back and you don't get your money. But like people get really crazy about it. I've gotten stuff back where like they're teeny, they like take, like put like markers or like pieces of tape where all the teeny tiny stains are. And I'm like, okay, like cool it guys, like cool it. Like I, I sold you, you know, my Lululemon shirt, but like people get really staunch about it, particularly when they're, this is something that is, is pretty intimate. Well, it seems like a lot of that could be solved by just being super upfront in the description, right? And taking lots of photos. It's like, if you want this to look new, okay, this doesn't look new. But if you want to pay like a heavy discount for a brand you really like, and yeah, there's like a little mark here or there, and you're cool with it, and it doesn't seem dirty, if it comes clean, that's like, then it's on them to decide, well, no, I want something that appears new, or yes, I'm willing to give a little bit in order to get what I want. Totally. And I would say also, like, people are more staunch when buying this stuff than they are with anything else, because it is a much more intimate category. Like, I would say that's true of, like, swimwear, where some people will totally draw a line, um, and, and that's just the case. So we've talked a lot about the wide world of fakes and because athleisure is so popular because, you know, cool streetwear and, you know, stuff you would wear to work out or hang out uh, is so popular. Guess what? They're fakes. You got to really watch out for fake, especially Nike and Adidas uh, everywhere. They're everywhere. So I mentioned running shoes. You got to get new running shoes if you're serious about running because you're going to break them down. I am actually in the market for new running shoes. The last ones were Nike. I bought new from Amazon. I don't think they're fake, but couldn't totally tell you for sure. But they were, you know, they were under 100 bucks. They were on sale because they were sort of a weird color. Okay, so I'm in the market for new ones. There's some Adidas that I have my eye on that are a color that is going to match a lot of my athleisure that I already have. And I'm a little bit worried about that now, Mare, because the more I learn about this world, the more I'm like, if the price is too good to be true, I need to know why, because I know now that often I'm I'm paying for something that I is not real. Honestly, I will say it. I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Like, I think I'm glad that listener, if you're still listening, which I hope you are, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Uh, but anything that can be made can be faked at this point. Like, it's crazy. Like, and particularly of these brands that are universally popular, like a Nike and Adidas, I would say like the two most popular, and Reebok, but mostly Nike and Adidas, like the two most popular brands globally, if I had to guess, like period in all of the world, means that everyone wants them. And that means that there's money to be made from making them fake. Um, I love the Nike Vapor Maxes, which are the, they're kind of like a woven top and they, and they have those bubbles on the bottom. They're expensive. They're pretty hard to find secondhand. Um, and I've got my hand on a pair and I was like, you know what? I want another pair. And I spent like 90 bucks 
They retail for more. Again, they're hard to find secondhand. And I learned the hard way. Uh, I My package, a la Sarah Lane acne sweatshirt story, uh, the package mm-hmm. arrived from Bangladesh? I'm okay. trying. I'm trying to remember exactly where they came from. And... Um, you know, I put them on my feet and I'm not a runner, so I wasn't like at risk for very much harming myself. You know, I'm doing some squats and like power walking on the like treadmill while watching succession. So like (laughs) they felt okay. So then I kept, I kept them and I wear them, but like, it's not good practice for so many reasons because one, you should not be contributing to this economy Two, There are no regular, like what scares me more is there's no regulations on any of these chemicals. Um, so Lord knows what's going into them, but I got scammed. Now, besides the fact that, yeah, if you were like super hardcore training, you could actually hurt yourself, right? Because there's no quality control. The fact that, yeah, like ethically just a bad idea. Can you tell though, is anyone ever going to look at your feed? This is just my own curiosity, morbid curiosity. Is anyone ever going to be like, those kind of seem fake or do they look totally real? So I can upload a picture of, so, so now to be clear, I'm not positive that they are fake. If I had to take a strong, deeply educated guess, (laughs) it would be that they are fake. Um, so you can't tell until you start to take out the foot pad, like in the shoe. Um, if anyone saw them, it's also the sort of thing that's like not such an obvious status symbol. Like, I don't know, like I can always tell I'm also like, you know, so steeped in this stuff, but I can immediately tell when a handbag is fake. And I feel like you can too. You can just kind of tell the leather's kind of off. You can tell the hardware is kind of off. You know that it's an excessively expensive bag. So like you just kind of know with, with this stuff, like it can be hard to tell. Um, and I think that happened to me now that I think about it once in Mexico, I got these amazing Nike blazers and it's sort of like a, they're one of the original Nikes. There's almost in the shape of a Chuck Taylor, but have a swoosh on the side and narrower and kind of a high top. And they were really cool. They had like a lot of flags on them. But again, now that I'm thinking about it, they predominantly featured the Korean flag and yeah, I think those were fake also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes the signs are just too telltale to ignore. Yeah, but like get your hands on some secondhand athleisure. Buy it, sell it, look into this. I mean, again, these are our new status symbols. These are our new um, ways of feeling good, ways of feeling attractive, ways of feeling like we want to take a nice walk or remember PE class if for some reason that is a good memory for you Uh, and (laughs) and tell us what you find. You can find It Never Gets Old online at ingopodcast.com. On our website, you'll learn more about me, your host, Meredith Feynman, my producer extraordinaire, Sarah Lane, and you can contact us on there. We have a form that you can fill out to ask a question, leave a comment, tell us how fantabulous or awful we are, hopefully the former. You can also always email us at hello at ingopodcast.com. Feel free to slide into the DMs. We're on Instagram at ingopodcast and on Twitter also at ingopodcast. I want to hear what you're putting on your butt and using it to walk the dog. We'll talk to you soon.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 